0: Welcome to the Inner Glow Podcast. My name is Stepanka and I am a clinical hypnotherapist and your empowerment coach. Each episode is designed to help you feel empowered, confident and to help you create the life of your dreams. I help women to overcome their fears, worries, insecurities and anxiety so that they no longer feel like their life is on hold. I believe that It is time for you to step back into your power. I combine hypnotherapy, spiritual mindset principles with the energetics, which I believe is the perfect blend for a modern day woman. Are you ready to shift your life to the next level? If yes, then you are in the right place. Let's get into it.
1: So, Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Inner Glow podcast. It's Stefanka here, your host, and today I have got an amazing guest here with me. I am so excited about today's episode because I get to chat with such an amazing and inspirational soul who inspired me on my own journey, and I just cannot wait for her to share more of her magic with you. So, Without further ado, I would love to introduce and welcome the one and only Sonia Pale, who is a fourth generation intuitive teacher and guide and daughter of renowned spiritual teacher Sonia Shuket. She has taught intuition worldwide and has worked as an intuitive teacher for more than a decade. She is the author of the best-selling Hay House book, You Are Amazing. Hello, Sonia, and welcome. Hi, hi, Welcome. Hi, everybody. I'm so grateful to be here. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. Really, really grateful for it. So how are you today? I'm doing really
2: well. My spirit is happy. I taught a workshop last night um, called Using Intuition During Difficult Times, which is what I would say is a very gentle way of what we're going through planetarily, (laughs) and it's always such a pleasure to um, get to share with people, because social media and videos and things like that are such a, a fun way, but it's always lovely to just get to connect with people individually, even if it's on a screen.
1: Yes, I 100% agree with you. There is nothing better than a real human connection. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And exactly what we
1: need right now to be honest.
2: <laughs> I, I I know. It's really interesting to just recognize in this in this very in this moment of really having pre- like gratitude for just the people in and around my life as we were both talking about right before we started Spongo with our families being in other countries you know really for me personally using this space to connect to my heart space and their vibes and their energy is a way to even just bring comfort and connection
1: yes absolutely and really feeling gratitude for the tools we've got today, like we can go and call our families and see them at least on the screen right now. So really grateful for that. <laughs> and now
2: I know that's a wonderful part of living in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so in today's podcast episode, Sonia and I will be talking all about intuition, receiving spiritual guidance and about the tools every light worker and empath needs to know and also about Sonia's work, her life and her amazing book. So I have been following you for a while, Sonia, and I love your work. I just feel your approach is so down to earth and so relatable for me personally very much. And I feel that the first time I actually came across your work was through Rebecca Campbell. Mm. And I'm not 100% sure whether she mentioned you and your sister Sabrina in one of her workshops or because I've been in her membership for years and I definitely know she mentioned you and I'm like, who is this, Tonya? So I, I was like <laughs> searching up on Instagram and I really resonated with your work straight away because I was always looking for spiritual teachers, mentors and authors who were my age and who I could really relate to because as much as I have always had a deeper knowing I'm here to support other souls, everyone I knew and everyone's books, they were just so much older than me. There is nothing wrong with it, but I really wanted someone who is down to earth my age and who's done it. And I found you, so I was so grateful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That makes
2: my sweetheart's face just so happy. We love rebecca she is a wonderful teacher she actually started many years ago in my mom's classroom so it's been just incredible to watch her journey and transformation into such an embodied beautiful leader and we count her as a friend and family member but you know um i would just say yeah i mean i've grown up in the spiritual world i have my mom who's uh I think was one of who was doing intuition and all the stuff before it was cool. And having grown up sort of in the behind the scenes of the spiritual world, my my biggest um, approach and really what I want to share is not only grounded tools, but to really be a, a voice for our generation. Because we work with just a different set of circumstances you know, and and have a different connection with the world around us. And also just to normalize what it means to live spiritual connected life, you know, so, so many, a lot of times our examples can sort of be very different from what it means to have an approach to have a connection to your spirit and your intuition in the day to day. So grounded usable tools that you can use right now is my jam because that's, how we can not only connect, but really create change and connect back to ourselves.
1: Yes, exactly. This is literally what comes to my mind when I think of yoga, because it's very much grounded down to earth and it's easy to follow like in the best way possible. Like when I read your posts, they always plan, they always resonate. And I feel this is exactly what we need because some people, still imagine it needs to be like really mysterious and it needs to be something weird or really out there but actually it's more like coming home <laughs> yeah I
2: really I love what you're saying because it's true you know in my world I really find that our our intellect likes to make like likes to believe that things have to be complicated in order for them to matter okay. but when we when you actually connect to your spirit which for me i you know that's your divine your divinity embodied your your beautiful gorgeous self it's really simple and when we get so much information and right now we're in information overload it actually disconnects us from our spirit From, you know, our intuition, which is the voice of our spirit. So in those ways of even starting to make it simple and manageable, we actually not only start to recognize and pay attention to our own intuitive guidance, our own sweet spirit, but actually can be empowered as our own authority, which I also find
1: really important. 100%. 100%. And I think we've got a good connection because you're answering like all the questions I had in my head already. <laughs> I don't even, I don't have to ask. <laughs> so I know that some of the listeners on my podcast might be perhaps new to your work. Do you think you could share with us a little bit about your own journey as well? And maybe perhaps about your growing up or how did you get around doing this work? Because you are so powerful and amazing at what you do, but how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. <laughs> so
2: I grew up in a very spiritual connected household. My mom, um, her name is Sonia Shokat. She's one of the premier authorities on intuition, but really she learned it from my nana. Who uh, was actually in um, a, a prisoner in a prisoner of war camp in world war ii and really credited her intuition as her way to survive and that was the most important my nana was also hard of hearing so she would say i don't listen to words i listen to vibration and really taught that not only to my mom but all seven of her kids and so i grew up in a household where our intuition, the voice of our spirit was normal. We had languaging around it. We talked about our vibes. We talked about our connections. I'm really strongly of the belief that it's not special, that we're all intuitive. I just got, um, I got lucky because I got a really beautiful container and some languaging and mirroring around it. So I first grew up, you know, my mom would have my sister, me and my younger sister would grow up in her reading room, watching her do readings. And we would end up sitting in the back of these workshops and classes. I mean, it was just a part of our, our normal life. You know, I really started my esoteric official training when I was about 10 or 11 and started doing readings at 12. And it was kind of a family affair. You know, we'd go on these my aunt and my mom used to teach a workshop called Translucent You way out, way out in Kauai with a whole team of wonderful healers. And that was just my world. I knew nothing different <laughs> and didn't even really realize that intuition and having a connection with your spirit was something strange until I probably hit about like first or second grade when um, the difference between the word psychic and psycho were very, very close. <laughs> And so actually, even from that, because I was a very sensitive empathic kid, my sister, who is sort of the polar opposite, we're same, same, but different on the spectrum. She was out and proud and all over the place, but I withdrew more and I kept my connection to my spirit and my intuition, all that languaging for myself, her really fear of being different or eyes. So I sort of just like blended into the wall. And then um, when I was in college, I studied French and English, but I would be doing mentoring and readings actually in my in my car, in my dorm parking lot because I didn't want my friends to find out. And then when I finally graduated in 2010 in America, the, like we had undergone a big economic crisis and housing crisis and I really saw that so many of my friends and peers didn't have these tools of intuition these innate your innate toolkit gps system to help you navigate and so from there i really decided what i wanted to do is come out of hiding and really help to plug people back into themselves so that's when i first started writing my book with my sister and from there i've been doing mentoring and readings for now over half my life but It's my biggest joy to plug people back into themselves and really that they can trust themselves, but it was all over the place. But in a way I was, I always knew what it was that I wanted to do, but didn't necessarily know if I was going to fit in the family narrative as an intuitive. I originally thought I was going to be a therapist and then realized like the same, same, but different.
1: (laughs) I love that. Oh my God, I was getting goosebumps the whole time (laughs) while you were talking because not only I so relate to your own story, to your own experience, but I know that many of the podcast listeners will as well. Like, personally, I do have also clients who graduated during the financial crisis. And what you described is exactly what they are now telling me, like, you know, when this happened, I felt so much fear and I was paralyzed by what was going on. I wish I had known more about the spiritual work back then. So I feel this kind of work is really needed, especially during uncertain times, but like all the time.
2: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, one of the really exciting things that I've seen over the evolution of my life is spirituality becoming more normalized and in Mm -hmm. the mainstream. You know, a long time ago, it was so it was very closeted. And now it's becoming more of a topic of conversation. But, you know, I am of such a strong belief that our connection to our spirit, to our deeper self is our our place of not only grounded safety, but Mm -hmm. also of our really beautiful wellspring of support and our, our, our deeper resources. And so really how I think about it, so a lot of times I think people think of intuition and guides as things that are outside of us, but really, you know, the call is coming from inside the house, you know, our intuition lives in our bodies. And the more that we can be connected here, you know, in your heart, the more that we can actually pay attention to our vibes, to our intuition, to ourselves, and, and really use that to navigate.
1: Wow. I love that because again, like you, are you reading my questions by the way? (laughs) My next question was like, how would you define intuition? Like, where is it? Is it outside of us or?
2: Yeah. Well, a really simple way that I would define intuition is the act of deep listening. And we're not, we're not listening to words we're listening to vibration. And that's why we say things like I had a gut feeling or something didn't feel right. And so in order to access our intuition, which is really just normal, it's vibration. And if you think about it, not only everything in the world is vibration, but we're wired to pick up on vibration. You know, we have our, our hearts, which are the first things that develop in our bodies that inform all of our other senses. Then we have our cochlear, our inner ear that picks up on vibration. And so our job is to just pay attention to that, that resonance and to be able to create space to get underneath the chatter of our minds. You know, our minds talk a lot all the time They're like little rotisserie chickens on a spit da, 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 trying to figure it out but it has a different feeling than not only your intu, like your intuition which is grounded and and you can feel it throughout your whole self it kind of feels like
0: ah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do i do find that intuition feels much calmer to me like when yeah. it let's say my anxiety kicking in or like fear or me just overthinking and overanalyzing everything that feels more like scarcity. Like, Oh my God, it's urgent. You need to act right now. And if you don't do it, something bad is going to happen.
2: Uh, exactly. That's such a beautiful way to put it. Cause I think that a lot of times people can confuse anxiety and intuition and wonder, you know, is and, and exactly that sort of line of thinking of, Oh my gosh I got to get it done right now the house is on fire (laughs) and like you were saying if you just start to notice your body in that space how I think about it and how I sort of how it feels in my own body is like wearing a pair of pants that are too tight or I'll start to notice that my shoulders start to hunch up and that it creates this inner sense of emergency which actually gives us no choice or space so But intuition, like you were just so beautifully saying, has a very different feeling. It's grounding. It's affirming. It doesn't, it's not verbose. It doesn't talk a lot. But, and we also have to create space to listen to it because it doesn't override that anxious part that shows up.
1: Mm, So what would you say are like the best tools or techniques we could use to really connect to our intuition on a deeper level and to create a space for her to talk to us or space for us to hear it <laughs> more likely? Yeah, that's
2: a great question. You know, the first thing that I would say and is that when we can start to pay attention first to our bodies,
1: mm-hmm. so
2: we am going to just start to notice how things feel like we were just talking about anxiety or overthinking criticism makes our bodies feel tight. And even if we can just start to notice, that starts to give us even more space. Second of all, I would say a big thing and how I like to think about it is when I notice that chatter and give it that space, it's almost like a little red flag that I need to slow down and start to reconnect to my body as a place of support. So one tool that I use every day, every morning before I even open my eyes is I put one hand on my heart and one hand on my belly and just take a few deep breaths before my mind kicks on, before it's like, all right, you gotta sell the laundry and do all the different things. Because it allows me, it allows us to become more sensitive to our own unique vibration. And from there, that can be an anchor. And then throughout our day, A, getting in the habit of starting to tune in. So, you know, for my clients, sometimes I'll encourage them to put like a little reminder on their phone or a sticky note. And just even using that same tool, putting one hand on our heart, one hand on our belly and taking a deep breath in through our nose. Imagine that you're breathing into your belly button and then exhale like you're exhaling 10 birthday candles. And if you do that three or four times, that chatter will start to quiet and you'll start to be able to feel your spirit, feel that grounded place. And, and from there, then you can even ask the question, which I've learned from my mom, from my nana, is what does my spirit say? And just start to listen. Because even when we ask that, it starts to put us in a listening state. And be patient because you know, a lot of times we're like, all right, you know, come on. But that listening state and creating that space of opening. And for me, I think, and especially me personally, because I can be like a little of quieting will help to then quiet those parts to then be more available to what my guidance says. And it's just a practice, you know, it's just a practice. Sort of like the more that we show up and make it a habit, the easier it is to hear and
1: feel. Yeah. Like when we start going to the gym. Like it feels hard to start with, but the more we do it, the easier it becomes.
2: Exactly, exactly. And it's funny because a lot of times, what I'll find, whether it's my spiritual practices or even tuning in my intuition, a lot of times my head doesn't want to do do it. <laughs> you know, I was talking, um, I was teaching in a workshop last last even yesterday evening, and I was saying that I woke up this past weekend and I felt flat as a pancake. My spirit wasn't in my body. I wasn't, you know. And at first I had to just give myself a day to like lay in bed, guilt-free. And then the next day I also woke up just like with a dark cloud. And my spirit told me, go get a cup of coffee. But (laughs) everything in me, like everything in me didn't want to, it wanted to just lay in bed. And I had to make the choice of I being mean, like, all right. And I ended up getting a terrible cup of coffee, which was funny, but I ended up running into a friend, a new friend of mine, that completely changed the energy of my day just in connecting. So I love that point. It's like sometimes we got to do what we don't, what our heads was like now.
1: <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Such a great example. This is it. And I always say like to my online community or to my clients that just because your intuition is telling you something or your soul is inviting you to follow this calling or to do something, it doesn't mean it will always feel like rainbows and butterflies. Sometimes you might try to resist it and your mind will actually come up with excuses why this is not a good idea. But (laughs) usually it's like the first thing that we feel or hear and then you might be like "Mm, no doesn't sound like anything special a cup of coffee that can't make any difference
2: (laughs) yes yes totally well a voice of our spirit our intuition is clear and I love what you said it's like the first thing that shows up you know it's like that first thing that pops up before our mind and you know our heads and especially because we've been a lot of times raised in a world of right and wrong, good, bad, but as like soon as lie. our, yeah, as soon as our intellect gets in there, it likes to talk a lot and weigh the options. And, and that's so quickly where we lose our intuitive guidance. But I even like the other point of what you were saying is, you know, living a life connected to your intuition and your spirit, or even living a spiritual life doesn't mean that we're going to have one that doesn't have bumps and bruises and all of it because that's just being a human being but when we're connected to our spirit and our intuition even if our heads might have a lot to say when we can connect deeper we know we're exactly where we need to be
1: this is so powerful 100% like it will always be a little bit like a ride on a roller coaster (laughs) even when we are spiritually connected because that's the human experience and we are here to have a full human experience and to feel and experience like the full range of emotions as well. I don't feel like we should put pressure on ourselves to be high vibes, so to speak, all the time. And when I'm not high vibe, there is something wrong with me.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I, man, sister.
0: <laughs> you know, I,
2: I, I find that that can be the spiritual bypass and what can be a really interesting place of what I find not only with my clients but with people that I talk to. it's like when I'm when they're feeling sad or upset or in a situation that you know they haven't. I, I remember, for example, a while ago I, I had a, a, a client um, and her husband had cheated on her after 30, you know 30 years. And, you know, I was just talking to her about it. And the first thing that she said to me was, well, you know, I manifested it because I, you know, I was sick of him. And it was such an interesting thing where I was like, we're not in touch with our feeling body at all as to how that feels. And two, of where we can be really critical and put the blame back on ourselves, which actually is just you know what i've been taught uh, from my own mom is like that's like your high intellect faking you out because you don't want to do the spiritual bypass because then you don't actually have a deep connected life so i love what you're saying yes
1: Mm, thank you so much for mentioning spiritual bypassing because i feel it's such an important topic and we can use all the spiritual modalities and approaches and ideas against us in this way and literally so similar i recently had a client and she was dealing with her husband ex-husband now and and she said yeah but it's my fault i shouldn't feel upset because he said it and i'm like no 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 you're not a robot you are a human being it's okay to feel upset like don't blame yourself for it and yeah so interesting isn't it
2: yeah totally i that's another really beautiful example you know a lot of you know sometimes I find that our modeling has been like that we have to elevate ourselves to this point of just and i I really think of it as a like secret perfectionism of like oh I'm not allowed to react like having a reaction isn't spiritual or having feelings or being upset isn't spiritual and actually it gives us really good information what our what our power is is the choice of how how we what we do with that and even in the messiness of still being gentle i'm not you know for me sometimes i can you know even like i was talking about on saturday i was being a stinker to my boyfriend my own like (laughs) and then later had to be like hey sorry my bad you know Because the, the, no one's perfect. No spiritual teacher's perfect. We're all just human beings and just having to use it as an opportunity to learn.
1: <laughs> oh my God. You just described me on Tuesday. <laughs> and my boyfriend is like, okay, well, I just bought these chocolates for you. Is it is it making you feel better? <laughs> he was just trying to be so good and I was just being really
2: grumpy the whole day. <laughs> uh, you're like, no. And then you're like, believe the chocolate's on the bed,
1: Okay. <laughs> the box was empty like 15 minutes later by the
2: way (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you good enough job but yeah and sometimes when we're in those moods like for me when i get into that mood like on saturday it was a good indicator for me that i needed to fill my well and that i just needed some quiet and some space to even allow myself to just be and with that, not only the emotions and also not feeding it with story, because that's where I feel like a lot of times where our heads can like put gasoline on the fire, but if we can just give ourselves some space to be, not only will it move, but deepen our connection and trust with our own intuition and with ourself. And also just knowing what our boundaries are, because a lot of times we can be really good at being overgivers. <laughs>
1: I love how you describe and explain things like all of it is lending and resonating so deeply. So in your work, Sonia, I've noticed you use words such as spirit, like you just mentioned it as well. Like, what does my spirit say? Or you use the word, um, intellect and intuition. Like, is, is there a difference? Are they, could you describe them a little bit? Totally. <laughs> oh, yes. So
2: um, I've been taught and how I think about it. And I Mm -hmm. learned this from my mom, but Mm -hmm. so we have um, a few different parts of ourselves. We have our egos. Our Mm -hmm. ego is our sense of me, I, Mm -hmm. and our ego helps to differentiate us and the world around us. We need our ego. If you didn't have an ego, you wouldn't be able to differentiate yourself from the speeding bus that's coming down the street which, you know, we need you here. So good thing you have an ego as a container, right? Then we have our intellect. And I would also just go back to ego. Ego makes sense of the world in stories. And a lot of times the ego, because it differentiates, can look at the at, through, at life through the lens of me versus you. Me, how, and, and also the ego can self-select out a lot. And it tries to protect us. You know, that's its its. Core desire. Sometimes it doesn't have, you know, I like to think of it as a, you know, sort of running dial up internet in one way or another. It doesn't have all the information that we need. Then we have our, our intellect, and our intellect organizes the world around us. It's linear, it is black and white, it's all about right and wrong, and it's obsessed with information. It loves information as a way to organize. And our intellect also, and our ego, not only do we love them, but their job is really to be in service to our spirit. So you want to think of like your spirit as your, the, your divinity, that part of yourself that's underneath. You're not your personality. You're not your job. You're not your, you know, experiences, your spirit, your spirit and body, that, that light as soon as you took your first breath. That is Mm -hmm. like your divinity. And so, you know, our ego and intellect when in service to our spirit help us. So a healthy ego, for example, would give us a good sense of boundaries, a good Mm -hmm. healthy sense of self, which is a wonderful thing that we need in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and our intellect and service to our spirit will help to get the guidance that we get and help to organize it. So for example, if you got the guidance to go to mount kilimanjaro a beautiful way that your intellect will help you is organize the bus trip find the itinerary get the tickets book the hotels we love that job of our intellect and intuition is the voice of your spirit this is this is the voice of your spirit and it speaks in vibration it doesn't talk a lot but and that's why we feel it so spirit, spirit speaks intuition. And that's, it's almost like that's where we want to get our marching orders from, from the higher self, and then have our ego intellect help us as a really grounded ways to navigate the world around us.
1: Wow. I love how you explained it because sometimes I find myself like using the word soul spirit or intuition and i was just like hold on a minute what's the difference like is there a difference because i guess some authors might be using like both of them but i also know that you have explained it in some of your previous instagram posts and i loved it so i really wanted to get your thoughts on this yeah so a lot of times i would think and
2: you know the difference between because there's a difference between our spirit and our soul you know Mm -hmm. our our spirit that's your beautiful divinity. That's your perfect gem. You can't, do, can't break it, can't do anything. A lot of times we bury it, <laughs> really uncovering it. Like it's, it's perfection it's, and it's all of your gifts. And your soul, you know, that is your humanness. That's the place of where you learn. That's the vessel too, a lot of times. So our soul is where we're here to learn lessons. You know, and I think a lot of times we can think of like karma and lessons as like a, a very a critical thing, but actually it's just what we're here to do. We're here to learn. And that's our soul journey, guided by our spirit.
1: I loved it. Thank you so much for explaining it so well. Like I know the listeners will resonate with this. And actually talking of the women who listen to this podcast and um, my online community, like most of them are women who are highly sensitive, women who are empaths are there any like tools or practices or tips you would have for them when it comes like to being really sensitive and getting easily affected by what is going on in the outside world? Because you must be a sensitive person yourself, I guess. <laughs>
2: yeah, totally. I, you know, sensitive empathic and available and you know it's interesting my sister my mom and I have a a podcast we were talking about this yesterday because we got a question from somebody who is uh saying that she had just moved in with her um her wife into a van and we're doing a nomad like nomadic traveling around the world and she was saying that every time she went into the grocery store she'd get really overwhelmed or sometimes if her partner was sighing or in a weird mood it would really unground her And one thing that my sister said that I loved was, you know, empathic, yes, but make sure that we're not, you're not a secret codependent, (laughs) (laughs) you you know, and I was like, yes, Sabrina. But, and what I mean by that is, um, we, a lot of times we have to be centered in our body and start to trust the spirit of other people, you know, because when we can get affected by other people's energy. And this is something that I have to practice in my own life a lot. You know, I've learned one, mind your own business. And what I mean by that is focusing on your part. Second of all, we can observe the energy, but not absorb it. So even if we, so if you're at the grocery store, if you're out in the world, you're feeling that place of all this energy, even if just starting to notice, but then using our bodies, which is A, the home of our spirit, and B, a safe place. Like a lot of times it's like our little spaceship that we can travel with, using it as a way to start to get grounded. What am I looking at? what's going on right in front of me as these tools to help to ground down and even that same deep breath taking a deep breath in through our nose breathing into our belly button and exhaling like we're exhaling 10 birthday candles Mm -hmm. can help to bring us back to the moment and um even if that thing of minding other people's business because I I know that in my own life, (laughs) you know, even with my partner, you know, being in quarantine and times when he's been in a, a, a funky mood because it happens just like I was this past weekend, of just, you know, checking in and then having to just trust that I'll figure it out and trust his spirit that he has the resources and availability and if he needs help and support, it's available. So Mm -hmm. those are just a few of my tools. And I would last tool, I would just say is even that place of connecting to our spirit. For me, when I get overwhelmed, a lot of times I'll even just close my eyes and put my hand on my heart hand on my belly to anchor into my spirit and even just reassure myself and just say like, everything's okay. You're safe. Because I I find that it's our ego intellect, that part that tries to protect us that can get so overwhelmed and then go into over solution overdrive. And it just needs a little reassurance that it can relax and it has access to to greater support than just its own little view.
1: Mm, I love what you shared because If you go on Google or if you start searching for like grounding tools or tools for empaths, so many of them will just list techniques like do this, do that, do meditation on a daily basis. I love that you mentioned different things. I love you mentioned like even the mindset and energetic principles such as like mind your own business. And you cannot absorb everything, like, the person has got her or his own spirit, and they will be okay, and I call this, like, you're not here to make everyone happy, or you're not here to carry everyone else's, like, fears, worries, anxieties, because sometimes we love stepping in, like, we we get involved without even thinking about it, and we end up, like, really feeling responsible for other people's emotions.
2: Ah, Amen. I and you know I, I find that as I've gotten older, I've gotten better at that. But especially when I was um, younger, I I got into a lot of places of finding myself over over giving because what I was really saying is I don't trust you. Or I even so some of my girlfriends we laugh. I'm like, why doesn't everybody just listen to me? <laughs> and I have to recognize that's my my little ego coming in and just knowing like you, you don't know and and I also just find like having a good sense of humor too is really important because I, I learned from my nana you know it's like the situation is serious uh, yeah is critical but never serious And just remembering that we can have this levity and just even in staying in our own lane, I, I, I feel you very much. And it's a practice having energetic boundaries.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. (laughs) Love that. Oh my God. And I love what your Nana used to say. Such a wise woman. I love her story. Thank you for sharing that.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. She's, she's the OG Sonia. (laughs)
1: Amazing. So you have written a best-selling Hay House book together with your sister Sabrina and I love that book. Hay House is like my favorite publishing house. I love their books and their authors and I really loved how your book just felt so authentic and really like loving and I know you shared in the book with your sister that you feel that our generation is really craving authenticity and this is why so many of us are searching or that's at least how I see it like we are searching looking for things and this is why so many of us end up like numbing our emotions or we end up finding, or we try to find it in the wrong spot, like on social media, comparison, but essentially, I feel like so many of us are like fed up with all the BS in the world, and we just want the real things, so we want to be authentic, where you, we want other people to be authentic, and we don't really resonate with other fellow humans when they are not authentic themselves, And I don't know what's your take on this, but I even feel like perhaps this is part of our current transformation here on earth. Like we can no longer cling to the things that are out of alignment. Like what is your take on authenticity and how does this, how does this get linked to like intuition and living an intuitively led life?
2: Mm, I I love this question. Great question. So I would say, you know, when well, my sister and I wrote in our book, and you know, even if right now, I'm I'm working on my second book myself. But and it's really about not only authenticity but connection. Mm. And like you were saying, there's so you know so much of our world, and so much of our identity has shifted to this place of being online. Now I feel like social. I I don't think social media is bad or good. It can be used as a tool being aware of its a fact. but I find that the more that our world has moved online, the more that whether it's texting or anything is that we've really learned to constantly edit and curate ourselves, you know, making sure that you send the right text message or the perfect email, or make sure that you have the perfect post or whatever, but it has disconnected us, not only from the present moment, but our spontaneity and our innate ability to trust ourselves and other people. And when I say that we're craving authenticity, what I, in like authenticity, first and foremost of who I know to be true, because I find that a lot of times we get so much input from the outside world. And if we don't have a good filter, good connection with our spirit, because our spirit will tell us what our gifts are and who we are at our core, that we end up, almost just taking on all this stuff that isn't ours and kind of there's a a Dr. Seuss book way back in the day called um are you my mother and and it's about this little baby bird who loses his mom and he goes to all these things this tractor says are you my mother and it's like I'm not your mother you know this tree are you my mother you're not my mother this dog until he finally finds his mother and I find like a lot of times that's how we can be in the world Mm -hmm. so much it's like is this who I am is this who i am is this who i am can i trust that i know who i am but we have to start to come back and come inwards, starting to affirm the things that we know to be true about ourselves that are innate that you know it's like for my for me it's like i know that i have creativity and spontaneity and playfulness and curiosity and enthusiasm and sometimes i'm all over the place and those are all the gifts of my spirit of who i am no and when we can start to come from from there and even in this place of then being in the outside world then we can trust our spontaneity trust the moment which is where we hear our intuition and trust the other person you know i think that that's what we're really missing trusting other people and trusting that if i am exactly who it is that i am am i are we still safe to be connected And that I find is what we're really missing. So the more that we can edit, the more that we can curate, the more that we can overthink, the less that we can trust and hear our intuition, because we're afraid that we'll do it wrong or do something that'll make us out, which is how we, That which is really like I was saying, that's your ego intellect that's trying to creatively protect you. But isn't right so i I, that's really in my heart of hearts what i believe so coming back to knowing who it is that we are and really living from the inside out so we can start to trust ourselves trust other people and our spontaneity in the moment which is where we get our guidance
1: i love that wow so many golden gems in what you have in what you've just shared and it's almost like am i safe or is it safe for me to be who I truly am. Like, is it safe for me to be myself and are other people going to accept me or am I going to accept myself as well?
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because I just find that even intergenerationally, Mm -hmm. you know, we learn from our parents and they learn from their parents and they learn from their, you know, so a lot of times we haven't had and everybody does the best that they can, but we haven't done had a lot of good role models as what that really means. And a lot of our markers of success have been all about these outside things, you know, what we look like, our house, our job, all. but that's not who who it is that we are. And so I'm starting to come back and really starting to feel safe in that. That's where we have to start to nurture a relationship with our spirit and be so patient and gentle. You know, I, I really, I, in my heart of hearts of just being so gentle with ourselves, because it's be very easy to get critical and have that try and be our marker, but it it squeezes all of us out so you know and also just make sure you're good having good people because sometimes when sometimes people just it's not about good people or bad people but even just like conscious people or your people Mm because if sometimes if you're trying to get mirrored or understood by somebody who's just only cares about what the coolest socks are you're not going to get that (laughs) witnessing or validation which will make you be like are you feeling even more in your head. Yeah, <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but maybe there's a person who really loves socks. They're cool. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is so cool, actually. Yeah, I love it. And you are 100% right. Like, be mindful of who you are sharing like your inner thoughts and vulnerabilities with, because not everyone is going to get it and not everyone is going to understand it.
2: Yeah, I and it's and I would say for me it's also important to just have like circles of people. You know, a lot of times I think even as we can start to awaken to our own spirit and spirituality and have our own spiritual growth, we can outgrow some of our relationships and friendships. Mm-hmm. And then we can sometimes that can make us feel even more alone and adrift. But of just recognizing that you know they just they don't have to be in that super inner like inner inner circle. They can still be in your life. You can still love them, but they don't have to be out. But you know, don't talk to the sock lover about you know
1: what the real what your heart says. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm so grateful you mentioned this because I feel like someone out there needs to hear this right now, really deeply. Like sometimes people will fall away as we grow and as we evolve but not always you have to cut them out completely they might just not be in your inner circle like you said you might not be discussing spirituality with them but you can still go out with them for a coffee once in a while and talk about socks (laughs) yeah exactly
2: exactly and have them be your fun little sock friend that does and when we can start to do that that also just helps to expand our worlds, you know, Mm and we can know where, where people are and what they're available to, then we can actually start to have relationships that don't ask too, too much. You know, like I have friends who are people who I can hang out with and I love, but there aren't going to be the people that I deep sea dive with and have to just be okay with that.
1: (laughs) Exactly. This, this is the same with me. I still have people who I will out with and i will really enjoy our chat but it's not going to be about i don't know my um about me healing something or about me going through something that i would share only with like my really inner circle thank you for sharing that
2: (laughs) yeah my total pleasure i i i really am important yeah (laughs) and i'm glad that you can totally understand
1: Yeah, thank you. And I feel so many of us are currently going through it. Sometimes relationship will fall away or they will just change or shift and it's okay.
2: Yeah, definitely. And also just recognizing that in that same space that we can open up to trust and expectation that our people will show up. And that just in that same place of how we carried, how you would prune a garden you know, mm-hmm. for new beautiful things to grow. And that would be the same thing, even just when checking in with, does this relationship support me on a core level? Does it support my spirit? Does it feel connected and true? And you know, it's not a, it's not judgmental, it's just being honest. And a lot of times I feel like in ter- connecting with our intuition and our vibes and our guides and our deeper self, It really can be an act of just radical honesty, first and foremost with ourselves, and then with other people.
1: 100%. We need to create space for the right people to come in and to call in our people, like our tribe, the people who will really get us
2: yeah totally and you know beautiful places just like you know the like these podcasts and things like that you know sharing that too with others and also just finding your like finding those places where you can have community because there's a lot of them and I find that we can feel alone but a lot of times there's just a lot of people who are in hiding <laughs>
1: exactly this is it like when you shared your story at the start of the podcast, I could so resonate because I had like tarot cards since I was probably 11 and I just loved working with them, loved working with my guide and was really a spiritual child. <laughs> all right. But
2: yeah, as you were saying, your your tarot cards and all those things that you just had to have in, in hiding.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... So I I would hide it from like all my classmates. I wouldn't share it with them because I didn't want to be the odd one out. But actually, once you start talking about the things that truly light you up, the same people will come very easily to your life. So it didn't take too long until I met my people. And I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. I love the same thing. Oh, you (laughs) do. Yeah,
2: absolutely. And I would, you know, and I love that you shared that because I had that same experience, you know, when I finally decided to come out of hiding in college, my mind believed that every single person that I was going to show up with, that I would have to defend or explain or, you know, and the, the interesting thing was the, the worst offenders really occurred between my two temples. It was my own imagination that made it so intense and critical. But actually, when I started to talk about it, and I think a really important thing is just languaging, finding accessible languaging so that, because you know when you say I had a gut feeling, it can be a universal experience. That's something that includes people in. If you're like, I'm talking about the fourth ray of the ple-, you know, that people, that people don't necessarily <laughs> re- resonate with. But even for me, I just in that same way. I remember when I started I came out of the closet, and be a big old deal. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I just started talking about it, a, it wasn't a big deal at all. People were like, great. Also, we already know we saw your bookshelf at your in your dorm room, no big deal. And it also gave permission to come talk to me. What I found more often was people would come and say, you know, I had a gut feeling or, you know, I've had this. And then it could be opened up to a whole conversation and sense of connection and help to spark that light.
1: Mm, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all those stories. Love it. And, you know, before we wrap up, I would love to know what are your favorite tools and practices? What is it that helps you stay grounded, but also what helps you stay inspired and high vibe? Are there any tools or practices you could share?
2: Yeah, of course. So
1: through the week,
2: I have what I call my morning routine and it's you know i'm i'm lucky i don't have any kids or anything like that so i'm lucky and obviously i work from home but i wake up my hand in my heart hand in my belly and then i go and i do some yoga and basically just put on some music whatever speaks to my spirit and i just stretch and use it as a a moment to get back connected to my container then i'll usually just do a few rounds of, of breath work um even just five minutes and then even, you know, 10 to 15-minute meditation, depending. Sometimes I sit in quiet meditation. I'm a really big fan of the Insight app. It's a free app on iTunes. They have tons of guided meditations. Um, There's been one that I've really been using and loving by somebody called Deva Vasudha, and she is doing a love uh, mantra, really working on being self-loving, which is one of my favorite practices. And then I usually like to do some esoteric study just on whatever, reading, taking notes, and having a space of just learning um, because I find that that first part of my day helps to anchor me in with my guides. And then the second part is where I can just start to even, you know, absorb some new information. but. I would also just say the biggest thing, just pick one teeny tiny little practice, even if it's hand on your heart, hand on your belly, or even just a few minutes of listening makes a really big difference. That and, um, I love music and dancing. Those are things that just fill my spirit, fill my cup. i it's my one of my greatest joys. so. When I'm feeling a little crispy, as I would say, it also means, and I, I really center fun as a spiritual practice too. So I think it's a beautiful way for us to connect.
1: How about you? <laughs> thank you for sharing and thank you for asking. You know what? Actually, I believe it was from you and your mom that I've learned about like bringing the fun element into my spiritual practice and i believe your mom she's good like even songs doesn't she she's yeah a of, yeah
2: <laughs> yes a breath of life
1: <laughs> i remember years ago like when i was literally it was that key year in my life when i was making decisions about my future career whether i was going to continue at university or whether i was going to go full into hypnosis and i remember I watched, I think, video of you and your mom might have been Sabrina as well. And you are just dancing and enjoying yourself. And since then, and this was years ago, I've been using dance and music as well. And it made such a big difference because I used to be so serious about it. Like, you know, if I don't meditate for 30 minutes every morning, like something bad's going to happen. <laughs> and I would be just like quiet, you know, to my boyfriend, don't talk to me, don't even yeah. walk anywhere (laughs) near me and it was just a serious thing but now I'm like more relaxed about it and my morning routine looks very much like yours I usually start by just getting up I make myself a cup of cacao like I am obsessed with ceremonial cacao Mm. so I make myself a beautiful cup and I go into my meditation spot and I would journal, like gratitude or questions such as what is it that I need right now? Like what is going to help me feel expansive? And then I usually do breath work as well. I do transformational breath work. So sometimes it can be quite fast. Sometimes it is quite deep and slow. So I find it really helps me to clear my mind. Like it Mm -hmm. quiet that mind chatter completely. And if I feel there is a bit of anxiety in my body, breath work really, really helps me. And then I do either like yourself quiet, meditation just myself and the source energy and the grounding energies of mother earth or I listen to a guided meditation by one of my mentors or teachers or someone I really resonate
2: with hey I love I'm so grateful that the that the fun part got in that makes me beyond happy and also I just love it because I, you know, the big thing I would say, even in my own clients, people say, what is, you know, what's the spiritual practice and mm-hmm. it looks different for everybody. So in that same place of checking in of what feeds your spirit, like, I love that. I love a beautiful, like cacao and morning and stretching and gratitude. What a beautiful, beautiful way to start your day and connect with spirit. and you
1: will laugh because before I have done this interview with you I I played some loud music in my room and I was dancing and I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm getting in the right space for the interview so really dancing has made a big difference and I feel like back then I was so much in my head worried about Where is it going to look like? Like what other people will think if they see me, but actually now it's such a fun part of my day. And I do it even like before I have a session or in the evening when I just want to switch off and enjoy myself and just be present with my partner without overthinking about what I haven't done or what I need to do the next day. So it's just such a great way. And also it connects me to my body and I love how you mentioned our body when it comes to intuition as well, because sometimes we can be really stuck in like, it's some kind of a spiritual thing. It's disconnected from the body, but actually we need that body to receive that guidance.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I I love, 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 love all of that so much. Cause I feel like just our fun Fun, play, joy, that is your spirit. That is your spirit and body. That is your availability. And you know, when we dance and we let music move us, that's that allows us to practice not only that flexibility, but availability and also is such a, uh, an important practice to fill up our our cup. And like you said so beautifully, it drops us back into the present moment, opens us up, could feeds us with joy so i i'm with you anytime i'm in a either like a stinky poo poo pachu mood but music for me is something that speaks to my spirit and one of the many many things that feeds me and i love the idea of just dancing at the end of your day it's such a good way to like get move out energy that's not yours and it's fun we don't dance enough dance <laughs> <laughs>
1: absolutely <laughs> thank you so much sonia like i could shared with you for hours, like I'm really enjoying it. But before we end uh, the podcast interview, I would love to um, ask you a little more about your work. Like if someone wants to work with you, what kind of services are you offering right now? Can people reach out and connect with you? Yes, please.
2: I would love it. So I do um, soul readings, which uh, we look at what your soul purpose is What are some of your gifts, your blind spots? What's holding you back? And really what's going on for you right now and what you're moving away from and what you're moving towards. This is one of my favorite gifts and one of my favorite things to do to help people really not only bring their life into alignment, but do a really deep dive so that they can just feel and create the life that it is that they want. And then I also do intuitive mentoring where I take on a very small number of clients and really in the space of helping you move into ownership of not only your own intuition, but of really grounded ways to build a life around your heart and really train your head and heart to be the best of friends. You know, even Jesus had 12 disciples. We need support and all of the books and all of the online courses and all of those things are, are wonderful, but oftentimes can just be more information. So in, my, in mentoring, it's really about having an embodied experience and not only deeply healing, but reconnecting with your joy. And because like I said, I work one-on-one, it's very tailored to you. It's not a one size fits all. So if that's something that's interesting to you or you want to have more questions, I have a a free 15-minute discovery call just to connect with me and connect with your energy and see if working together will be a good fit because, you know, there are so many wonderful people out there. And also just to make sure that you feel safe and available because it's really a, a high honor and one of my favorite favorite things to do and I feel like last I'm about to release my first online course and in the spring I'm going to be doing some group classes which I am really excited about
1: wow this sounds amazing yeah like I cannot recommend your work enough it's just so good and you're such a beautiful soul so thank you for sharing that and I also want to mention your podcast because you have got a new podcast with your mom and your sister don't you
2: Yeah, it's called It's All Related, and it's really about living a spiritually connected life and what it actually looks like. We have conversations, you know, me, my mom, and my sister all do intuitive work and live our lives intuitively, so to kind of not only peek behind the veil, but to really know what it looks like and demystify it. And we have so many fun conversations from everything about trusting your vibes to manifesting. And we also take um, questions. So if you have things that you are struggling with, you can always write us and uh, we love, love, love to hear from you. And I would just say one last thing is um, if you're interested in developing your intuition, I have a free workbook and guided meditation that you can get on my website it's just to help put things into practice just at com. so we have tons of different ways to connect <laughs> yeah.
1: there are some amazing resources on your website and you've got your book there as well so i will definitely put everything in the podcast description all the links to your instagram facebook your website your uh, youtube, YouTube. <laughs>
0: i want all
1: of it (laughs) just, just everything so people can really go and check you out because your work needs to be known and i just want everyone to know about your book as well which is amazing by the way and i'm gonna just repeat the name it's you are amazing and it's published by Hay house really great book thank
2: you so much it was just a treasure and a joy to talk to you this morning here in New Orleans, you know, just meeting and connecting with Malamé people and just seeing and the the beautiful work that you're putting out into the world. I feel so honored for your time and for anybody who listened. I'm I'm so grateful for you and your beautiful, beautiful spirit.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening. If you love this episode, please feel free to leave me a five-star iTunes review. Share it on your Instagram stories or recommend this podcast to your friends. For more high vibes, live trainings, well-being tips and loads of fun, come and join me in my Facebook group called Empowered Women, Shine Bright and Be Yourself. You can find a link in my bio. You can also follow me on Instagram at stepanka underscore Kuralova. For more information, go to the show notes. Loads of love.